Welcome into the boardroom, Weagle's premier all-sports talk show. If you care about the sport, we talk about it. From Auburn football to the English Premier League, we discuss it all. Now sit back and relax, because the boardroom is now in session. And welcome in, everybody, into the Bradley Basin Studios here in the Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University. We are back again one more time for the boardroom here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Today is Thursday, February 8th, 2024. I'm Greg Smigelberg. Alongside me, as always, Connor Greenberg, Nelson Early. Still without Kyle, but we have our first ever boardroom guest today. Joining the boardroom for our first ever guest, Mr. Matthew Sinkfried. Wow. Give it up for Matthew Sinkfried, guys. Hello, everybody. We are back to you on the Weagle Airwaves after an incredible night last night, I'd say. One of the best. One of the nights of all time, as some are calling it. There were were so many moments last night in Neville Arena. So many lights were, were on, you know. Or elite moments coming all of the out, lights. coming out to all of the lights. The J Will windmill going into halftime, and the reverse Rammer Jammer at the end of the game. Uh, I mean, it's a classic. Felt, felt so good. It was just so nice after the first game in Tuscaloosa, where, you know, we got down early but battled back, and there was just such a tight game to basically not be competitive the entire second half. Auburn never trailed or never never led. By less than 12, the entire second half, wire to wire, um, dominant performance. Some would say belt to insert word here. Yeah, uh, but nothing was as sweet as uh, seeing a lot of Bammers on the interwebs not handling it so well, or at least trying to seem like they're handling handling it well by uh, uh, spilling out a myriad of excuses as to why they lost rather than just we're better. We're a better team. Wait, but Nelson, we shot so many free throws. Yeah, but they did too, you know. Wait a minute. We shot, we shot so many free throws. Surely the top two free throw attempters in the game were on Auburn. You know, I, if 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 I recall, uh, if I recall correctly, it is future indeed spokesperson Mark Sears and future <laughs> Shanghai employee. and, and future Shanghai Shark like Grant Nelson were leading the free throw, and and they were doing a little bit of foul baiting. Um, uh, quite shameless, I would say. We 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 got the right way, you know, driving to the lane, trying to trying to get a bucket, you, know, but they just couldn't guard us, you know. It, as it turns out, when you start Grant Nelson at the five, you're really yeah. not going to win a lot of basketball games doing it that way against real teams. Grant Nelson and Mark Sears are traffic cones on defense. Bad. This this Bama team, they could be so good if they played an ounce of defense. We didn't shoot particularly well. Yes, we shot a lot of free throws. We only made five threes and scored 99 points. 99 points. Should have been 100. Against the number 16 team in the country. Should we, have been 100. We, if we didn't put the walk-ons in at the end, we would have got 100. Yes. I'll, I'll take a 99-81 win in Neville Arena over, it is, over a ranked Alabama team any it, day of the week. It is shameless stat padding by Mark Sears uh, when we put our walk-ons in. Uh, going right at our walk-on point guard, trying to get a bucket and draw a foul. Like, that is Joel Embiid, shameless. <laughs> and that negates Anything good he did, he did that game. He's I also, a shameless man. He is not that guy. He's not in his bag. He is a fraud. Well, well I'll give a little, little shout-out to Matthew here uh, with a Jalen Brown reference. Jalen Brown's left hand is about as useless as Mark Sears' right hand. He cannot go right. Just can't do it. KD played such good defense on him because he just kept jumping his hip and literally saying, please go right, I dare you, and he couldn't do it. Yeah. He couldn't get a shot at that, the end of the first half which, because KD literally said, if you go to your right, I will let you have a wide-open layup, but I'm going to clamp your left, and he, he just couldn't hang. I've seen some people complain about that last possession with KD, saying that he fouled Mark Sears 5,000 times. Uh, one, it's called physical defense. 
Bama would not know that if it hit him on the side of the head. I didn't know that one foul was a 17-point swing. Apparently it is. Yeah. Two, if all your fi- if you take a timeout, remember they had a timeout and 25 seconds left to get a good play in. If all their play was Mark Sears drive to the basket, Nate Oates should count his days. That is lazy basketball. It is disgusting and shameless. And, man, get ready, it was just, get ready to learn Kentucky. It was so satisfying. Uh, yeah, Louisville or Michigan. That, like that. Louisville is in Kentucky. I was just making, I was making sure. You're making sure? I think he's a better fit. Is he a golden gopher? I think he's a better fit in Michigan. He coming from Buffalo, I think he'll he'll I think he'll have his pick of those jobs. Certainly he's probably notched himself above Muss in the hot hot ranking or hot board for coaching searches, but he's they're gonna, if they're gonna come into Neville Arena and lay dubs duds like that, I hope he stays there as long as possible. He's gonna go somewhere that actually respects him because I mean at Bama you'll always be second fiddle. No matter how good you are, no matter even now Nick Saban's gone, and still you see after every Bama loss, especially last night, football. There were a lot of fourth and thirty-one comments from a lot of very highly, I would say, quote unquote, respected gumps on on, on Twitter and uh, and abroad. A lot of fogs, not a lot of bogs, as some might say. Um, I will say one thing about Natives though; he is a r- really, I'd say, good in-game coach. The play calling coach aside, like. Because we talked about last night, even Charles Barkley talked about it. this Bama team would be good. The problem is they don't really have any size whatsoever. And the size they do have does not play well, defense. They, they magically unsuspended Nick Pringle for just for this game, just that, for him to go one for seven with a whopping three points. He was one for three from the free throw line. He had five offensive rebounds, translated that into one made field goal and zero assists. That sequence of I think it was right. He literally, he literally could not make the Guangdong Tigers. He is not good enough. I think the sequence, my favorite sequence of the night, is when uh, I think it was Reitzel uh, airballed a three by a large margin. He got the rebound because it went like right to him, and he immediately, immediately got blocked by the rim on a dunk. (laughs) Brother, you are six eleven. It was awesome. Have some hops, okay? I thought I had no vertical, man. That's sad. That is sad. And speaking of Reitzel, he was kind of running his mouth the first half. He oh, turned, yeah. he turned the, oh, the yeah. us in the crowd and uh, a little dirty, uh, stuck his tongue out at us, a little gross, some might say. Got real he, quiet. Second and then, half, and then I was chirping at him, said, "Where's that tongue at?" Because he was not showing it at all in that second half. He was quiet. Oh yeah, we. I mean, he he heard us and he was looking over and he he didn't have anything to he say. Couldn't, he couldn't he say knew, anything. He, he knew he was they getting, were getting their their butt whooped. It was uh, man, that was fun. Him and Sears kept running their mouths. Um, the, I will say, I mean, I think Nelson's only been on the staff for a year, but been to a bunch of games. Griggs is, and I have been on the general staff for, for the better part of two seasons now. And the Neville was as good last night as, as we've seen it. Um, obviously the, the, the line started and the camping started early, um, got a little bit overblown, but, um, I think, I think it'll be much better for Kentucky next Saturday. And, and unlike another student section on the other side of the state, we do not have to use explicatives to get in the heads yeah. we of didn't, our opponents. No one, no one chanted Nate is fat. No one chanted about a myriad of very easy to chant about things that Alabama basketball has given us over the last couple of years. We're, we're just better than that. And uh, I think it was uh, Dallin Cuff was on Next mm-hmm. Round Live today talking about, and last night I felt like really summarized this, the jungle is so perfect for a team like this. Like – the energy that they play with, and they play with such like joy and passion and pace. They're so fast. They're so aggressive. They're always coming over to the sideline, chirping. 
whether it's at the other team or trying to get us fired up. Like, this is this is a match made in heaven. These next two games next week in Neville Arena, we can't overlook Florida. Oh man, this is gonna be this is gonna be some fun basketball. Let's let's talk. We already talked about Bama. Let's talk a little bit about Florida. And the main outlier sticks out is this: Auburn has not won in Gainesville since 1996. We don't play there every year. He's not won. To, we I know we've not won since the Clinton administration. Ooh. Yeah, it's they're uh, coming. They're coming off their bye too. They did not have a midweek game this week. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is all the recipes for a letdown game, hundred uh, percent. And I, I just see it coming. They're a good team. Todd Golden is a very good coach. A Bru- Bruce Tree, a Bruce disciple. Potential, some might say. potential replacement for Bruce Pearl in a couple years. Potentially, although I don't, I don't know why someone would leave that position in Florida. You get so much money, and they're Auburn pays better and does a better job right now, especially if you get a new facility. I mean, Florida <coughs> overall, I think. Especially is a athletic if Auburn program. gets Jordan, and Florida doesn't have that anymore, I could. It is. Florida's think not about, losing Jordan. Think about how insane this is. Ten years ago, to argue the fact that there's a legit argument, I think, that Auburn is a better basketball job than Florida. That's insane. It's crazy because they're still the last team to win back to back back to back national championships. I mean, they, that could that very well could change. This they year, are the. I think I saw, I saw where they are the number one rebounding team in the uh, in the country based off average. Um, they're not a very good shooting team from the field, but the fact that they get a lot of offensive boards makes them dangerous, Scary, especially for us considering our. We it's been better the last two games. We have you our can tell was. after the the games against Bama and State the first go around. Um, there there was a large emphasis put in practice yeah. on rebounding, and it's lo and behold, especially it's worked. The guards. I mean, this is we, also, talk, we talked about the guard. I've talked about the guard rebounding for like three weeks on the show. Last night, Trey Donaldson, six rebounds. Six rebounds from our starting point guard. Huge. The, I will say one thing about Kentucky. Though. This is a team that did go interrupt and win in overtime. You mean Florida? And, Florida? Yeah, sorry. I'm talking about Florida, yeah. and the, But then they go and then lose in um, in College Station. So oh, you so don't think, know what you're going to get I, from this I don't, team. This is, this is not – I mean, like – Their first four uh, out. Rema- the remainder of the schedule. Their first four out, according to Lenardi. Um, it's South Carolina and Tennessee – Maybe Kentucky are the teams where I'm worried about the other guys. This is about us. It's about how we play, how we go in. Certainly, like, earlier in the season, we had that loss at App State, and we kind of got down, like, 10 early to Indiana, and it felt like Jay Will kind of sparked a comeback, and we flipped a switch for a solid, like, 10 games. And we went on a run where we looked damn good. I think that Chad Baker-Mazzara halftime speech at Ole Miss is another one of those turning points where we're going to look back and say, this team should go on a little run, and that, that sparked a little something. Speaking of match made in heaven, Chad Baker. Oh, my God. Chad I Baker, love Chad Baker Bazaar so he's much. He's the perfect combination of chaotic, good basketball player, consistent basketball player. Because KD will have games where he'll go off. He played great defense last night, but he went for two, two for yeah, from the field. Um, yeah. Chad Baker is probably our second or third best player, and he talks like it, which is good because when you have a guy like Grant Nelson who's <laughs> strong and ultra soft um, and tries game, to game pick up. Game <laughs> The fact that Grant Nelson coming from – Fargo, North Dakota, thought that he could handle Chad Baker Mazzara and, and tried to, like, square him up and get in his face after, by the way, he completely knocked him over, was a blatant offensive foul they called, and then tried to act like he was the agreed party and he was going to mess up Chad Baker Mazzara. Pathetic. Watching a lot of Draymond Green Pathetic. there, Grant Nelson. Uh, yeah, he, Grant really, really – Draymond Green might be a better shooter than Grant Nelson. Wow, yeah. Yeah, Grant really can't beat him at the free throw line. He though. puts a he puts a bad name to the Nelson name. I'm kind of ashamed that I share the same name as him. 
the, there the was Nelson, a lot of, the Nelson sucks chance in the jungle last night. I had to just close my ears I, a little bit. I did enjoy that a little bit for for a couple different reasons. That that was you know. It's just a good reminder. And and Grant, if by the grace of God you are listening right now, or <laughs> this gets clipped, shave your mustache. It is disgusting. It is His disgusting. Fade. His fade is nasty. Your haircut work too. you got cut from great clips. Your mustache is disgusting. You have his his entire hair from the neck up, it looks like it was designed by Stevie yeah. Wonder. Yeah, it's but yeah, going back to Florida, a little a little Grant Nelson caveat. Florida will be a big test for the team. Let's see how we respond. Yeah, we will have that pick for you later in the show, but that's going to take us to our first break. When we come back, it's a big day today in the NBA trade down, and we'll talk about that. We'll go into some talk about the Super Bowl also in that, and then next segment, we're going to do something that they don't know about yet, but we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame people tonight. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the boardroom on Weagle, 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the boardroom, everyone. You're hanging out with Griggs, Connor, Nelson, and Matthew today here. First time we talked about Auburn men's basketball beating the Albion Crimson Tide, as well as previewing their matchup against the Florida Gators down in Gainesville. But now it's time to talk about Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the San Francisco 49ers winning the NFC and the Kansas City Chiefs winning the AFC. The current line in this game is Niners minus 2.5 with an over-under of 47 and a half. ESPN's matchup predictor is giving the 49ers a 59.4% chance to win this game at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Get your opinion on this, Matthew. Robin, weighing in anticipation for your 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 uh, viewpoint here. Yeah, um, I definitely think that the 49er. Wait, do I say who's going to win? You can. You can. Yeah. Your picks don't count for the pickums. So oh, okay. Yeah. Can... The 49ers are going to clean house. Okay. Oh, I know. Wow. You don't ever bet on Mahomes. I know that, or against. Uh, he's probably going to end up being the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Um, but I just really trust the boys' uh, offensive powerhouse. That D-line is insane over at the 49ers. Um, so I say them. Yeah, uh, two weeks ago was probably one of the worst viewing Sundays I've ever had in my life. <laughs> the two teams, I, uh, it's typical. I mean, I kind of knew deep, deep down in my heart when either Bama or UGA didn't make the natty that I was going to get hosed by the NFL. The Chiefs and Niners makes me want to throw up. This is a boring game. It's boring. It's but thankfully, boring thankfully, you know, what what made it better, which I won't say a lot, and it honestly is bad but good, but Taylor Swift being a part of this broadcast and her relationship with Travis Kelsey made me want someone to lose. I am rooting so hard against the Kansas City Chiefs. You won't even. I'm fueled by haterade. I I don't like the Niners. They're a boring team. Brock Purdy's a good quarterback, but he gets him being an MVP conversation is is, is crazy. He a good quarterback. He's good. or is he an average quarterback on a really good? Team? He's good. He's good. That's but, ridiculous. But he's like Never not like a, a good quarterback. He's not like a top. He's like a top fifteen quarterback though. He's not. He's better than Jalen. That's arguable, but yeah, Jalen Hurts robbed the Philadelphia Eagles. I digress. Everything about the Chiefs, they are gearing up to be the next Patriots honesty, which is why I'm getting ahead of the curve. The only the only thing that can possibly derail that, Andy Reid's getting up there. Big Red's getting up there. But we've been we said that about Belichick for years, and he and, was about yeah, to get Bel- a job. Belichick is a psychopath. That is, I mean, he Belichick still wants to coach, and the Chiefs are doing this with. Known legend Eric Bieniemy, known turner around of programs who shows that he could turn around any team, right, Nelson? But think? they're doing it this year. 
Yeah, that yes, a, yes. That was such a swing and a miss, Greg. Yes. Well, I, I do agree with with with, with, uh, with Greg. Surely the Commanders had a great year this year. Um, we we but, have a G-, G League offense. Well, let's let's. Turn you have a G League coaching staff now. You have a G League uh, starting quarterback. But I digress. The fact they're doing it this year with a team that shouldn't be good. Chiefs defense is very good. The Chiefs don't have a wider set. Rasheed Rice finally got together in like week 15. And they still, like Travis Kelsey, I drafted him in the first round of my actual like fantasy draft that I cared about. Was just awful in the regular season. He goes off in the playoffs. Yeah. I don't get a scrum of that. I don't get that, a crumb of that. That's that's the one. Like, that's voodoo that's, magic. They have voodoo no, magic on their side. That's what the Patriots would do. Yes. Gronk would miss half the regular season injured. They'd have guys underperform. All of a sudden, calendar turned to January, and they were all Hall of Famers again. Which is what you have. I mean, like, you talk, like people look in the NBA about load management, whatever. Like, the NFL, you cannot play 20 games fully healthy at your highest level. Much better, much smarter to pace yourself in October, November, and start to flip the switch. If you're good enough to be able to flip the switch, which Travis Kelsey clearly is, man, it's fun. And in terms of, uh, I, I I can match Nelson's hater rate for Taylor Swift with my haterade for all of the former commanders on the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan constantly runs his mouth about the old team. Even He was talking... Y'all sucked. He was talking bad about Dan Snyder like this week. You, he's you hate him too! The, you hate him too! But he's dead. The evil man is dead. He's not Leave, dead. He's, he's, he's alive. He's, no, he's dead. He's dead. He's alive. But shut up. Trent Williams... Okay. He, has a, he is the one that should have a grievance against the team. We did have a team doctor tell him he was totally fine. He may or may not have had cancer. That's bad. That's bad. May or may that, not. That's insane. definitely that's No, definitely it was a something. tumor. It was a tumor. We don't know if it was malignant or benign. We don't know. That one I can be upset about. Chase Young, number two pick, was a great local kid, great rookie. I, I think I may have played as many games as he did in the last three years, and I definitely tried harder. He takes half the plays off, and then there are plays – He's doing it in San Francisco now where he literally just does whatever he wants. There's a play call, and he just does whatever he wants. And he acts like he's still this this top dog. He is a third-string D-end on the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, Dude, yeah, you're not, not that guy, and I hope all of them lose miserably. Hey, newsflash, newsflash. They start talking trash about the Eagles, too, because of what happened last year in the championship yeah, game. But I don't, I, don't want any, I don't want to see anyone that let, leaves the commanders be successful. I root against Kirk Cousins every week. Mm. You root against if you're a, not, a if true you're not, good it's honorable the same, man. It's, it's the same thing as Alan Flanagan leaving. It's the same thing as Bo Nix leaving. Uh, if you aren't with different. us, you're against us. You're if you aren't on my team, you're an up. What happens if the team that they're with is not for you, and then you leave because they were not for you? you the the commanders have always been a poverty franchise. They will always they 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 uh, have how been, many, always how will. How many Super Bowls the Eagles have? They've been to one of their last two years. You've won. Yeah, we have three. How many since you've been alive? None. But, yeah, but you've but sniffed new, it. But the new era starts now. Uh, with a uh, Dan Quinn? Wow. Cliff wow. Kingsbury. Shadow no, head coach. No, no. <laughs> Shadow head coach. Best yeah, coach he, he, Matthew knows. Matthew knows what Cliff Kingsbury can do. Oh, hey, he, 11 games unbeaten. People forget. You're going to draft Jake May and, 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 and like it. Um, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, the coach I, the last time I, he came to the one in NFL game. I think game. Caleb Williams might be a commander. I was about to say. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're, you're about to give up a Bryce Young package to get that number one Cliff, pick now. If you get a top 10 quarterback in the league. You're gonna go eleven and zero in the first eleven. I mean, it's just how Dude, it works. I Maybe everyone knows what happens. I don't even need a playoff it. win. If we start eleven and zero, and I get eleven weeks of being that happy, oh my god, that will be the 
That'll be the greatest commander season of my life. Even if we have a Steelers COVID year choke. Yeah, you're about to be. Yeah, oh, no, you would hear it from us. I will let oh, you hear it. Dude, but those 11 weeks, the, the weeks when we go from like 7-0 to 11-0 will be so much fun. And then you wake up with all a dream. It ain't never happened, we, bud. Listen, Caleb, Caleb and Cliff clearly have a relationship. Cliff interviewed for the Bears job and didn't take it. Again, you're going to have to give up a Bryce Young level Who trade cares? for Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams Speaking is from experience, better, it doesn't work out right Caleb away. Caleb you know right better now. than Bryce Young. Let's just kind of revolve I, back to just – Bryce Young, national if, champion. If, if, Cliff Kings, if Cliff Kingsbury is your answer for head coach – He's not a head coach. He's the offensive coordinator. He's your quote-unquote shadow head coach, as you claim. Yeah, Dan's not calling the plays because, on offense. Because I originally wanted a young offensive mind. We got one, but now we also have Dan Quinn, who calls a great defense, and he's a great leader of men. All the guys want to play for him. Cowboys, half their starting defense yeah, is a free agent. Them. We have the most cap space in the NFL. Come on down. Come on over to D.C. We're going we're gonna to clamp you. We're going to cause the most turnovers in the league, which is what Dan Quinn did the last two years in Dallas. We're going to get the ball to Cliff Diggs Kingsbury and Caleb Williams. We're going to go. 11-6, and six and win the division, baby. Drake, I love, I love that we Hail to the Commanders. I love how we talked about the Super Bowl. And then I, I wanted this, though. All, I needed this. All, all, and, all it's gonna, and, hey, 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 let me talk. All it's going to happen is Caleb Williams is going to go there, play too much Call of Duty, and stink like like like, uh, like Caleb, Kyler did. Caleb doesn't play Call of Duty. He's right. locked in. Oh, he's playing, what, Fortnite? Probably. And, and more importantly, so our head coach, Dan Quinn, he's going to be watching the right kind of film. Certain other coaches that have been hired, that it, they watch different uh, kinds right. of film. All right. Reel it in. 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 I love how we're talking about the Super Bowl, but Connor wants to go on a, on a rampage on his delusion. Uh, you you set me up. We're talking, I don't know how we got set up. We're talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking Connor. about Super Bowl here. No, because I said how much I dislike the Chiefs. And they were like, oh, the commanders. I dislike the hurt my little feeling. They talk about how bad of a franchise it is. Because it is really bad. We talked about with like Eric Bieniemy. Like, if they could do it with Matt Nagy, surely they could do it with anyone. Eric Bieniemy is irrelevant now. Dude, you wanted him as your head coach. You, he was your shot head coach last year. You, you want to rant about how he stunk, so we got rid of him. Yeah, what if Kiff what if Kiff clean? He probably will stink. But what's the point of sitting here having no hope? That's so lame. That is that is, that is lame. But it's so true. lame. It's my job as a Panthers hater. Are welcome as a, hater, here. I don't as a divisional hater to hate on you right now. And NFC East has no repeat champions. It's 2004. Why not us? All right. Probably beat Eagles again. Who do you think is going to win, Nelson? You've Who I think is going to win because I want to hedge my happiness to Chiefs. But man, I I really want I really want Brock Purdy and George Kittle and all the boys, the bros, the bros, to whip some tail. And, be, and, and, and make Taylor Swift cry. It is a crime that she's been a fan for three months. The official to to Super Bowl. The official boardroom line from Kyle Davis was Niners him. minus one and a half. Where does Kyle get these lines? I don't, Why does it change up I don't points know. since he wrote that? Kyle, Kyle is taking the Chiefs for the same reason that I'll be taking the Chiefs. Stop betting against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. And here's why. If, if you lose once and you win eight, oh no, you're still up seven units. And here's why. I believe the 49ers are going to win this game. It's because they have the script. You know how many times the Ravens ran against the Chiefs? They ran like four or five times with their running back in that second half. The key to success against the Chiefs defense this year, who has been really good, I will say that, is running the ball. And who is running the ball for the Chiefs is the best player in the NFL this season, the without Ch- a doubt, no question. Um, Christian McCaffrey plays for the Niners, not the Chiefs. I said the Niners. You said the best player. Hey, Connor, this is, this is a pick. You can, you can, I was yeah. just trying to clarify. Sorry, Connor. It's been a long day for some of us because we don't all get to just come up with ideas to cope about Dan Quinn. But Christian McCaffrey of the 49ers, they have a chance 
I think they can win this game. If they do the script, the same thing that the Raiders did on Christmas Day with Josh Jacobs, if they did the same thing, who else beat them recently? The Bills, when they beat them in the regular season, they ran the ball a decent amount. If they can find success on the ground against the Chiefs and have some success passing the ball, and if they can also get um, uh, Kadarius Tony Tony active, I think the 49ers can win this game, especially since that 49ers defense – Yes, the Chiefs' defense has been good this year, but that 49ers' defense still has a bunch of dudes. They got dudes everywhere. They they have more well-known dudes. The Chiefs have some dogs. Drew Tranquil is a dog at linebacker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still Nick Jones. Bolton, Nick Bolton, <clears throat> dog. I still think that it's a better defensive matchup, especially on people like Look, Kelsey. The Niners were 100% more talented prob- on both sides of the ball. Thing is, uh, I think, but, but, but again, quarterbacks it's, win it's games in the NFL. It's still Patrick Mahomes. It's but, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. I will, I will go down on that ship. I will, I will as an underdog, Get getting points to pull for Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game, and and let's not let's not ignore the fact Nelson might get a little triggered here. The NFL refs tend to like my boy Patty Mahomes. It is especially I, in the I playoffs. think it's so like if if we hated on Tom Brady for so long, it's, it's the same thing. And now Patrick Mahomes is a totally different style think, quarterback than Tom Brady. But Patrick Mahomes gets all the calls. He gets all the voodoo magic. He somehow he somehow I mean he's a he's a gamer. He's a winner. He doesn't win ball games. But you know what's weird. Because Brady, to me, felt so hateable. Mahomes is still a likable guy, even uh, if he keeps winning. You are who I, you like surround yourself with. His family. Oh, his family are the worst. Yeah, but I mean. And this whole tra- Travis and Taylor sideshow is a mess. But, like, you watch him get interviewed and you hear him talk. Like, I think he's, he's a super cool, he's nice a, dude. He's a very, yes, but then stuff that happened this year. The, the, the shake hand line with Josh Allen after that Chiefs-Bills game. Yeah, he's had a couple moments. And then the little Justin Tucker thing. But overwhelmingly, he's, I feel like of all the stars in sports, he's so likable. For a guy, to, for a guy that's been so that much. dominant. But the biggest thing, though, Tom Brady never did this. Tom Brady knows how to eat right. Patrick Mahomes puts ketchup on his well-done steak. Attaboy. Mm-hmm. Attaboy. He's a literal child. Sound like Kermit the Frog here. Man, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's gonna Disgusting. Go, he's going to go win his third Super Bowl. Disgusting. Oh my Disgusting. Gosh. When he gets sacked for the first time, my butt will be cheering as loud as I can when when Travis when Taylor Swift gets pans up after a Travis Kelsey drop she goes oh my gosh no Travis that's what happened it'll be glorious seeing I will, her I will seeing her cry that. I will appreciate that seeing her cry tears tears wow. whenever they lose hey you know what it'll be great if Travis has a drop just say hey Travis shake it off and with that we're gonna head to our next break when we come back we're gonna talk more about what's going on in sports. We maybe talk about some college basketball games coming up, but do not go anywhere. Listen to the boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into the boardroom, everyone. Once again, hanging out here with Griggs, Connor, Nelson, and Matthew. Last time we talked about the Super Bowl, and then Connor went on a soapbox about the Commanders a little bit. Well, he and Nelson argued a lot. But we are now back to talk about the NBA trade line. And it was not no super big stars got well, traded, but there was a lot of – I don't know. Royce O'Neal is a pretty big move. But there was a lot of Who? action – Today, I'd say probably the the one of the bigger news is what's going on with I think the Knicks and what they did getting Bogdan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks, Alec Burks to go and to OG York. Ananobi being out, out for, for three, weeks. three weeks. OG Ananobi. Some are saying it's because of Frank the Tank. Yeah. Not us. Dapped him up too no. hard. Big dap up. The big dap up, and then Killian Hayes being told to <laughs> report to Indeed. Yeah, him him saying I need to change. The fact that – think about the NBA. The fact that guys like Killian Hayes, who is – no matter where he'll be, will always be trash, can request a trade it's from a team 
is why people are losing interest in the NBA. I mean, Kai he, Jones is still looking player, for it. The player empowerment of the NBA it's that too Adam much. Silver has let happen. It's too much. He has cooked the league. Because now, with the CBA the way it is, guys don't – like stars will never reach free agency again. They sign their Supermax contract with their team, and in six months they're like, oh, I want to trade. I don't like it here. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's it's look at Dame. It's too. It there's too many. Like the, the NFL and MLB can have need some more divas. The NBA there's a diva on almost every team, and some teams have like three or four. It's just disgusting. It's nasty work. It leads to worse basketball because everyone's trying to play hero ball, and it's you're getting seventy point games every night. The NBA seventy point yeah. game was cool, but five years ago that would have been talked about for two weeks. Now it's a flash in the pan. It happened twice in a week. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It's crazy. I, I think there there were some lots of moves. More like as Greg said, not really the big stars. The Sixers getting Buddy healed. That's an interesting one. It's an interesting move. Yeah, they did lose. Is, they traded Pat Bev, which I think was a big mistake for defense. Just just having a guy like that in the playoffs, mainly just to just to get people pissed off. Works. It's because these next. It's a Jay Crowder, Pat Bev, like that kind of player. It just gets under your skin. But a Sixers, when they're healthy, core, their core four going into the playoffs. You got Maxi, Buddy Heald, Tobias, and Embiid, and, and then you uh, got a couple. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Kelly Oubre and a couple guys off the bench. B Ball Paul. B Ball Paul. This and not only do they not have Doc Rivers, they have Nick Nurse, who's a great coach. Um, they can find. I think this might be the year now with Buddy Heald. Just, just he doesn't need to shoot twenty times a game, but a guy that can, when Maxi or an MB drive or they're clogging up the paint, you can kick and shoot probably a little bit more reliably than Tobias Harris. But you got both of them now. My I, think the, I think the Sixers can get over the hump. My and, 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 and by really the way, over the hump is getting past the, the Eastern Conference semifinals. Yeah, but uh, I don't trust their defense at all. My buddy Heald did not help that at all. Buddy Heald probably makes it worse, especially with Pat Bev leaving. What do Matty looked like he had something to say? Yeah, I. It's the same thing every year, I feel like, from the Sixers. Um, and I just really don't think, at the end of the day, they can even get past the Celtics. I am a Celtics fan. Um, but a big move that we made that wasn't really talked about much at all was that we got a little bit of uh, big help with uh, Xavier Tillman. He's averaging 1.2 steals per game this year on 20 minutes per game and has one block. Um, so we have that offensive power coming in with the bigs. Horford's getting a little bit old, might as well, and Porzingis is injury-prone. So it's really good to get a backup big in that can play solid defense and is just extra help if one of them goes down as they normally do. Speaking he's of, he's uh, a guy that gets on your skin too. Yeah. Like He can come in in the playoffs, foul, give, give Joel Embiid a couple hard fouls, get them all fired up, whatever, and sit right back down next to next to Joe Missoula and wait there for twenty minutes. But I, he's a he's a Boston guy. I like think, Boston will love Xavier Thomas. I think going back to what we were just talking about with the Sixers, I think what's going to be important for them is these next four weeks. Like, what do they do without Embiid? Because some of these trades, where yes, you get Buddy Hill, but you lose that defense. It's going to be okay. We're trying to get some extra offense right now. It's because are they going to just go for it this season, knowing that Embiid's going to be out four weeks? I don't think they're going to win the East. I, oh, I, I need to see not, them not, not going to. And, it, and it's if they if you could guarantee them to be healthy from now until the end of the playoffs, they could. Joel Embiid has never proven that he can withhold a full NBA season and then and then hold up in the playoffs. And 
This is the same Sixers team that was probably the most talented team in the East and lost in Eastern Conference semifinals to the Hawks. Embiid at some point will have a tweak or get banged up or be tired and out of shape because he didn't play for four weeks, and he's going to cost them a series. I just think they may be able to make one more step. A, Embiid's playing at probably the highest level he's ever played in his career when healthy, but also Maxie is the number two instead of a Harden or a Ben Simmons. Maxie's an all-star. He's a oh, yeah. very, very good player oh, yeah. that I think he, he's he got a playoff game takeover in him more than any than a Wash James Harden or whatever you even want to call Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> what I'm what I'm dreaming about, uh, which would be – is great for basketball. What I'm hoping rounds out the playoffs in the East, culminating probably a game seven in the TD Garden or the Madison Square Garden. Having a Knicks Celtics oh, Eastern so Conference good. Finals, I know. I need so much better I need the Knicks than to lose Celtics, the Hawks Celtics Just for my own personal sanity, the that Hawks. would be because those are the probably at this point fully healthy, probably the two best teams in the East. And the uh, Celtics will always be good. We'll always have that culture, that core. New York sports, when it's good, as much as I dislike the Yankees, is typically good for the sport all around. The Knicks being good. In basketball, in the NBA, is good. Brooklyn doesn't matter. Brooklyn doesn't care. The Knicks being good and Madison Square Garden being relevant again is good for basketball. We're talking about the Rangers. I, we, we don't care. St. John's. Hockey, hockey's not a real St. John's. John's is good again, finally, with the but, Pino, but To Nelson's point, New York is a baseball town, like Mets, Yankees, whatever. The only thing that can top that is a, a good Knicks team in the playoffs. Like, that city freaks out. A Knicks Celtics or even a Knicks Sixers potentially as a four five first round series right now. Be big. Yeah. Oh man. That's something that I think would be as to your point with Embiid getting hurt um, as they go into the playoffs or um, later on. I think it's really good if they play a better team at the beginning of the playoffs. Less time for him to get injured. That's true. I could see them making like a pretty big upset technically because they'll be a lower seed, but they're going to be one of the best teams in the East. Yeah. They might we, they might fall down. Again. Should we switch to the West now? Well, switch we have to, to mention West. one thing in the East first. No, we The don't. team with the most active trade deadline. This is one of the best <laughs> days it's been to be a Hornets fan in quite some time. The Hornets, they they like traded that. for Grant Williams, and that's the best day it has no, been. They, they uh, drop, uh, no, they did drop Suns merchant. Chris Paul down. Chris Paul makes huge three to cut lead. Let me let me talk. Let me stay on my soapbox for a minute. We got a first round pick for Terry Rozier. I don't know how. That's great. Um, we also traded Gordon Hayward, who has been so injury prone since he's arrived from Charlotte. From where was he last? Boston or Utah? Boston. Boston. Boston has not played sixty games in Charlotte since he got there. I think five years ago. Can you blame him? We got a first round for him. We got two guys. We got Trey Mann, who I think. With some help in Greensboro, could find a way to the roster. Um, we got a first round pick for PJ G League All Star. We got a first round pick for PJ Washington and Seth He's, Curry and Grant Hayward. Two uh, Grant uh, Grant Williams, two Charlotte guys, mind you, Charlotte Christian and Providence Day. We get a first round with that to get rid of. Um, I'm not gonna say that bad about uh, PJ, but then we also get rid of James Booknight. So we're kind of getting some of that well, bad the culture most, out. And the most notable move in talking about the culture. And Kai Jones is still one, for The trade. worst part of that culture is still there. And, Kai, and he's going to get an extension. Yeah, no trade clause, too, apparently. Wow. No, he wanted to do that. He's trying to mess up everything. But so it doesn't matter. Still, so it's still bad? But here's the thing, though. A certain member on this podcast is wanting that, that member he is I, referring I, to. I did not want him. I was actively not wanting him, but our team was rumored to trade for him. I did not want him. 
It's okay, Connor. We're both gonna be sitting on our couch watching the playoffs in May. But well, but, okay. but the, the, the to, to my the, to my team to my team. You're the tenth. Who was on the other side of that Gordon Hayward? Oh, wait, trade. no. Was I looking at the so, some teams are just naturally cursed, and the Charlotte Hornets will always be cursed. Yeah, they're just an awful <laughs> this is a is a prime. I'm not, Gordon I'm not Hayward. saying that at all. This, we're really bad. we are we are primed for a as a, as a newfound Thunder fan. I I proclaimed before the season started. We were tied for first in the East at this point. West or West? Sorry, you know I was getting ahead of myself. Gordon Hayward uh, will not be playing the minutes he played. In Charlotte, hopefully, yeah, no minutes. Hopefully, yeah, he, he's a bench guy. Hopefully, he will be uh, uh, he won't be play. able to retain his health a little he bit. He won't play. Yeah, he'll play. I don't think he'll be he has, any he, real part of that rotation. We 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 thing is we need the, and the, the horse still have Kyle Lowry. I forgot to mention that the, the huge. The, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing we needed was size. We didn't get size. Uh, Gordon Hayward six seven, so he can uh, he can do some work. We need a backup big. We didn't get him. Um, wanted either Tillman or um, Hurdle would have been huge. Hurdle would have been big. I just don't think the who the, the Raptors would have probably given him up. Um, the bottom market's still there. There's a couple of names on that list that we might go get. We have roster spots available. I don't think we really gave up a lot. Uh, Michix, Misix, something like that. I think we gave him to uh, to you, Griggs, and Charlotte. Uh, was a and, good player. And Trey Mann. Trey Mann uh, uh, was on our G League team. And, and, never, and, and never a first-round pick that is not going to relay for eight years with protections. But don't worry. Griggs can say he got a first-round pick. He's in eighth grade right now, but he's going to be a star. <laughs> And even if it does, they're going to miss on yeah. every first round. They're going to take another felon. Every year. Uh, Brandon Miller, besides the science experiment and the fake rookie, has been the best rookie this year, without so question. So the third best rookie, okay. He was drafted so the, two. So the third best rookie, I mean, second pick. And again, I, I know you guys say Brandon Miller, that's okay. He's from Bama. But you can't say that Scoo Henderson would have been a better pick. Looking at it right now, uh, after that, would I'm you not, rather have? I'm not going to say. I'll, I'll wait till I what I want. You're to not Charlotte, I'll say, man. I'll say it all. No, you guys already talked about CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. Who would you rather have at this minute right I'll now? I'll say what I want to say. Probably all Brandon Miller, but yeah, I digress. Thank you. Then Scoot Anderson? Yeah, Brandon Miller, right now. But, yeah, exactly. Because you can't have the same conversation about but that's Bryce and CJ ceiling, if you don't that's have the same ceiling. conversation about okay. Scoot and Brandon. We'll shift. We'll shift over to Phoenix. Nothing. Dumped. Dumped a bunch of minimum salaries. Picked up David Roddy, former first round pick from Colorado State. He will do nothing. Who? But Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal is a good three and D wing. He will play real minutes in the playoffs. Three indeed wing. <laughs> He's gonna play minutes in the playoffs. And right now, the West is shaping up where potentially the Suns could have a Timberwolves first round and a Thunder second round. And if it lines up like that, the big three will be playing in the Western Conference Finals. That is a perfect. The big three will be playing three. defense. We'll get they exposed two, in the they, first round. They played ten games. The, you guys lost when Book scored seventy. Yeah, the but second time that's the, happened. The Suns are the Suns since Bradley Beal, and they've all been fully healthy. Have the it's best com- record in the league. The day of reckoning is coming. Except for oh no, the Cleveland. Cleveland has the best record. It's probably best record in the West. Said, the day of reckoning is coming. Katie's the not been Suns are yet. good. Suns are really good. So are the Thunder. Also good. And, and we have playoff are, experience. The Hornets are getting practice. The old Frank Vogel <laughs> in the fourth quarter is a nightmare going forward. But <laughs> I still can't believe that's it. With, with all the dumping of the minimum salaries, the Suns have two open roster spots and will probably be the most attractive destination in the buyout market. I think Daniel House coming from the Sixers is a guy that – Both both Plumlee brothers. Oh, God. If we pick up a Plumlee and uh, Grayson Plum Allen, God. I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, I think Daniel House is a guy that fits really well. I would expect us to pursue him. Kai Jones is still available. Dinwiddie would be great, but we can't because we, we're in the second. <laughs> I got apron. a name for Spencer, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll target a couple other bigs as well. But uh, I think I think the Suns are in, they're in position to be in position. And with that, we're going to head to our final break of the show. When we come back, 
it's time for our weekly picks and previews. Kyle has mailed in his picks. We don't know where he is right now, but skipping the show again, not very boardroom of him. But when we come back, we'll have our picks and previews for this week. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. And welcome back into our, the final segment of The Boardroom. Once again, you're hanging out with Matthew, Nelson, Connor, and Griggs. Last time we talked about the NBA trade deadline. And now we're transitioning to our pickums. Kyle has sent the picks to Connor. So, Connor, what do we got? Well, to start us off, if you uh, tuned in a couple weeks ago, we did our college basketball draft. Kyle has uh, gone to his analytics lab. Him and Michael Lamb have uh, cooked up a formula to uh, for our fantasy scoring. Um, so we'll go we'll go from bottom to top. These are through the games through this morning. So we'll have two games left before our final standing. So the Saturday games and then the w- midweek games next week. In last place with six hundred fifty point seven five points is Nelson. In third place six hundred and sixty three points is Griggs. Second place six hundred and sixty seven. Point five is Kyle, and in clear first place with seven thirty one, Connor Greenberg. Shocker. We do not care. Um, if I had it on the soundboard, I would do to, it right now. To Kyle's um, point, uh, the those points will be out of the pick'em. First place will get three points in the pick'em. Second, two. Third place, one. Fourth place, nothing. So, looking like Connor will extend his lead because in the boardroom pick'em, I am currently leading with thirty eight, as that will start to sound familiar. We Kyle, do not care. Kyle has 36 in second place. Griggs and Nelson tied in the last at 35. We were 1-0 in our boardroom unanimous pick last week with UConn. We are 13-7 overall. Going into the pick'ems this week, we obviously have already picked the Super Bowl. Staying with the Super Bowl theme, over under 89 and a half seconds of Reba McIntyre's national anthem. Is it 38 and a half, you said? 89 and a half seconds. Woo. That is a whole Kyle Kyle is taking the over. I'm obviously this is Reba's moment. I'm hammering the over. I might I might take over 99 and a half. Oh say. No, please don't. And please you please see please the over is going to hit. Give Matthew, me the over for Matthew, Reba. Enjoy for Reba. Just because I like to go against everything all of you say. <laughs> I'm going to pick the under. Fair. That's how it usually That's a true hater. Fair. Um, if you do that to Griggs' roommate Joey, you'll make a lot of money. Hey, uh, the hater chair is right there. That's where I normally sit. I typically the biggest hater on the on the on the player hater of the year. What are you talking about? Connor sat in that same seat all every every episode. That is true, but I'm I got to rise above. Um, more. But the thing is, last year I said over for Chris Stapleton. I thought he was going to go way over. He ended up only going over by two seconds. So this is an interesting one. I'm going to go under. Not really any. S- Evidence to back that up. I'm I mean, not. This is, there's no evidence on anything. This is. I know, but I still thought vibes. country singer equals longer. So, but that ended up kind of working. I don't, I don't know how that works. It's, but I don't is, know. This is just. I thought life's, life's low, too short lower voice. Under. Just keep going. But I'll life's just go with. The under. I'm going with the under. I, Connor, we've made a lot of boardroom. Oh, picks unless, this year unless on it's unders. Iowa. Unless it's Iowa. We've, yeah, we've won a lot with the under this year with All Iowa. Right. Heading into some college basketball action this weekend. Start off in the Big East. Creighton is a point and a half underdog. Going against Sean Miller and the Xavier Musketeers. Kyle is taking Xavier. I, Creighton is such an enigma as a team. They have so much talent, and they can they win some randomly big games. They lose some games they shouldn't. They lost a game midweek, I believe, to a team they probably shouldn't have. So I think they're going to flip the switch back, and I'll, I'll take them with a point and a half to beat up on sweaty Sean Miller. It's, it's crunch time for my uh, – this is about the time every year, like last year, the same thing happened. For Creighton, they they flipped the switch and started playing well. They have the same guys that they 
they did last year. I picked them as my slept on my sleeper team, and then they've been kind of bad recently. Not making me look very good. But I got to ride. The, I I'm ride or die. That's the kind of guy I am. Give me the Blue Jays. Give me the give me, give me Creighton. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Creighton too. Uh, I love an underdog, and especially when it's led by Auburn legend Trey Alexander. Oh, preach, Auburn preach. legend. Preach. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Creighton. This is an interesting one because Marquette has started off – or, sorry, Creighton has started off really well this year. They're always – the last couple of years they've been that talk of, like, they're the mid-major team, but then they didn't really – They're not a mid-major. Yeah, they're they not a mid-major. They're in the power Big East. Big East is a power six. conference. Okay, whatever. The East but has been a power conference. They still talk about them on mid major badness on that on that Twitter page. But I'm gonna go with Xavier here. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Xavier on that. Because I do think Xavier is a really good team and they have been known in the past to get some of these like big wins here. They're like and there. thirteen and ten. They've lost a lot of games. Again, they've I said in the past, but they they're known in the past to get some of these big wins here and there. All right, we're gonna make this one a quick pick as we are running against the clock. Gonzaga and Kentucky in a weird matchup this time of year. Kentucky only a two-and-a-half-point favorite given, given their recent struggles. This game is in Rupp. Kyle and I both will be taking Kentucky. The Wildcats will run. I think Gonzaga's not that great this year. They might not even get at large. They're, they're on the wrong side of the bubble at the moment. They're going to get run out of the arena. Uh, give me give me the give me the Kitty Cats. I'm going to go with Kentucky as well. Yeah, it's a really weird matchup, but, yeah, I'm going to go make it boardroom unanimous. Boardroom plus Kentucky. Matthew unanimous pick here. We, we have not seen how these work yet. Huge. Last game on the pick'em, I think we should have the Auburn game at the end of this as well. Yeah. Uh, last game on the pick'em, college game day in Fog Allen. We have Baylor going into Kansas. Kansas is only a two-and-a-half-point favorite. To me, that seems a little low. Kyle and I, again, are going to both be riding with the Jayhawks. I feel like Kansas kind of turned a corner last week. They, they ran Houston out the gym, and obviously Neville's the best home court advantage in college basketball. But Fog Allen's a close second, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I learned last week to uh, never – Never let your uh, brain try to decide who wins the Fog Island because your gut's always right, and my gut says uh, UK will or KU will uh, will dominate this game. Baylor's good; they're just not they're not as good as Houston. Uh, I don't think they have the guys to, to go in there and win. So give me the the Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Baylor here. Um, I like that one big man's name. I don't know like Misi. 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 I love that guy. So I'm gonna. See if he can carry it against uh, Hunter Dickerson. Uh, I'm going with Baylor. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. It's very hard to win at Fog Allen. I'm going to go with Kansas here just because, again, Baylor the last couple weeks, they struggled. We saw them almost lose to Iowa State on a miracle last-second well, shot. good. They got waved off. I mean, they still it's at home. Kansas should not lose at home ever. If, they, if, they, if Fog Allen is talked about the way it should be, and I'm still taking Kansas in this one because – Again, they ha- it's a bounce-back game for them. They lost at Kansas State. This is a get-right game for Kansas. A, a get-right game versus the number 13 team in the country, might I add. So, I'm going to be the Jayhawks. All right. The Ken Palm line, I believe, from Kyle was Auburn minus 3.5. Kyle will have to submit his pick later because we are off the cuff adding this to the pick'em. Like I said earlier, I feel like that Chad Baker-Mazzara halftime speech in Oxford is going to be a real turning point for this team. This was a similar line last week. Maybe Auburn was a four-and-a-half-point favorite going into Oxford. First half looked ugly. I think first half might look ugly again. This Auburn team in the second half now should should clamp down and start to pull away and run away with games. 
Auburn has yet to win a game by single digits. I think that continues. I think Auburn wins by double digits in the whatever stupid exact tech arena that's Billy Donovan Court. Streaks are maybe to be broken, and Nelson is made to ride with his boys. Pause. Auburn all the way. Get your mind on the gutter. It's a family-friendly show. Come on, Connor. Uh, give me Auburn. Give me give me Bruce Pearl, Jani Broom, Jaden Williams, Trey Donaldson. Give me, give me the guys. Give me Auburn. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think this little run continues until next week. So I'm going with Auburn for this one, but I think there's going to be a couple losses in the near future. I said it last week when I picked against Auburn against Ole Miss, I needed to see them win on the road before I picked them on the road. And today we're making another boardroom unanimous pick. I'm going to go with the Tigers. How, if, could, you, how could you not boardroom unanimous pick after that beat down in Neville last However, week? Come on now. depending on how this game goes, will give me an idea of what we're in store for next week. Listening to the boardroom, everybody, if you missed any today's show, you can check it on your podcast platform of choice later. We want to thank Matthew for coming on, being our first guest here on the boardroom. He did a great job. Thank you, Matthew. But until next week, same time, everybody, six, uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. For Nelson, Connor, um, Matthew, Kyle, who's not here right now, I'm Greg Smalley. This has been The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. We thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we're Eagle. Thank you for joining us for this session of The Boardroom on Weagle 91.1 FM. If you missed any of today's show, you can listen back to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening. We will see you next week, and this meeting of The Boardroom is officially adjourned.